So, hey, we are Steve and Tina, and I love this. This is so funny. One of your ladies, bless her heart, asked me at the door, do you need coffee? I'm like, do I look like I need coffee? <laughs> so I don't drink it. I'm naturally like this by myself. So... Uh, I was born this way, it, it, you know, it's been fused into me, and there's no telling, I'm, I'm ADD, ADHD, dyslexic, and uh, I mean, if you put some H's in there, some D's in there, I, I'm going to qualify. So, he, Tina and I have been married almost 36 years. Get out of town, I'm telling you, that's a long time. She chased after me, and uh, it worked. I mean, I finally said yes, so... Uh, um, but I will say this much, I, I, you know, I'm not a big football uh, player. I did play a little bit, but I did outkick my coverage. That's all I do know. So, hey, let's get started. Hey, uh, you guys have been kind of going through a sermon series, I think, on the body of Christ. So now, your pastor, man, I love him. I called him. I'm like, hey, uh, good luck. You have no power. <laughs> So I strategically chose this day so we wouldn't have to look at him, right? But, uh, but uh, I said, you don't have any power. But, but uh, you, know, you know, Pastor Brandon, I mean, if I was here, this is where I'd be going to church. I'm telling you, I'd be right here. I love these people. I told him, I said, when I retire, I'm opening the doors at your church. That's, except you're too far north. I want to go where palm trees are. But, uh, but uh, uh, he said, he said, hey, if you, you, know, if you just want to jump in on something, uh, you know, the body of Christ. I said, so bodily functions, is that what, is that? He's like, no, 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 bo bo body of Christ. I said, okay, so we're good. So let's look at what Jesus didn't do. Let's look at what Jesus didn't do. And uh, I want to read a scripture. You guys are in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Lord, we praise you and we love you, Jesus. Uh, I thank you for RLC. I thank you for the vision. I thank you for, for a, a family, a, a husband and wife, two little girls that, that fell into a place trying to find where God would place them. And you, play, and, and you said, this is home. Lord, I thank you that you gave... Uh, 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 these two pastors a heart for a community they had never even visited before. Lord, what a hard job to do, and it's working. So, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the leadership, the powerful leadership that they have, Lord, and I thank you for this church that is a powerful presence in this community. In your name we pray, amen. So, Lord, also I need you to bless this word. So, anyway, hey, uh, so this is what Paul says. He says, walk as God. Walk as God walks. Walk as God's children. Now, if, we, if that's not being the body of Christ, now we've got a little bit of a problem. Walk as God's children. While you're doing that, imitate him. Now, you know, I, ha you know, I had a son one time. Now I've got a big burly thing. But, uh, you know, he would put his feet in my boots or my shoes. You know, and it, it so reminisce. It's kind of like Tina putting her feet in my shoes now. But, uh, but you know, they were way too big on him. And he would... Uh, he, you know, he would imitate his dad. So he, he says, be imitators of Christ. Don't just walk after him, but imitate him. Walk like he walks. You know, walk this way. You know, if you want to get me some Aerosmith going on, we'll do it. But walk in love. Not just imitate Christ, but walk in love as Jesus walked in love. Walk, be his hands and his feet. This is what the word is saying. Be, be God's boots on the ground. And if we're going to represent... My word, let's represent, let's do this. 
So in doing this, we got to look at what God didn't do, what Jesus didn't do as opposed to what Jesus did do. So I think uh, the role sometimes we kind of want to give Jesus a, a whole lot of responsibility and, and a lot, take a lot less ourselves. So I think sometimes we're like, hey, you know, I'm just going to let Jesus do it. If he opens that door, I'm going to walk through it. So, uh, but then when he opens the door, you're like, hey, well, I don't know if I don't want to walk through it or not. So I'm going to give him another, I'm going to give him another fleece. So uh, let's look at what Jesus didn't do, because what he didn't do usually requires something for us to do. So Jesus spoke to a lot of people. He was good at that. He changed the lives of a lot of people. He spoke into the lives of people. He spoke a physical, a, a spiritual word into their lives, and he spoke a physical touch into their lives. So he was very good at this. He actually spoke everything into to existence, but the only thing that he got his hands dirty in creation was when he created us. So everything that we see, everything, that beautiful tree in the back of your yard, those, those mountains, the, the, the foliage this time of year, everything was spoken into existence. The air that we breathe is, is his very breath that he breathed, but he got his hands dirty when he made us. So always don't ever forget that. So, so he healed the sick, straightened the cripples legs, uh, backs, raised people from the dead. Jesus did a lot of things. Now let's not, let's not diminish that. Let's figure that. Uh, we're going to bank that one. Today I want to focus. Let's focus this much on what he didn't do. Man, we could preach a hundred years on what he did do. Let's, let's preach on what he didn't do. See, because what he didn't do means that there's something for us to do. So what he didn't do, let's look at what he didn't do with a lady, with a town, with disciples, and with 36 teams. So let's look at what he didn't do, and we'll find out that these things will empower us more than, in more ways than what he did do. So John chapter 4, I'm going to rattle these things off, and then we're going to get started. John chapter 4, verses 5, 6, and 7, then we're going to back up just a little bit in the same chapter. So Jesus came to, to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Joseph uh, Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well, and it was about the sixth hour, about noon. And a woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me some drink. So let's back up. John chapter 4, let's go to verses 1 and 2. Just right there side by side. Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had, been, had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although, little parentheses, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples did that. So let's look at Luke 10, verse 1. After this, the Lord appointed 72. There's our 36 teams. 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town, and place where he himself was about to go. So, let's talk about this woman. So I'm going to shelve these, these individual stories. So let's pull out the woman. Let's talk about her. Let's talk about the woman. She's a Samaritan woman. We find this out. She's drawing water at noon. So we find this out. It's in the heat of the day. Also, we find out, if we read on, she's an adulterous woman. So shame on her. You know what? Let's kick her out. We can never use her again. So, not true. So, she's an adulterous woman. She's ashamed of herself because she's not coming to that well in the morning when it's cooler when everybody else is there. Or in the evening when it's cooler when everybody else is there. It, it was like the meeting. It was like the local coffee shop. 
It's where people would meet, talk. Hey, how everything, how's everything? How's your crops? How's your children? How's little Bobby's foot? All this stuff. She would come in the middle of the day so she didn't get to see anybody. So she's ashamed. She's hiding from who she is. And this is what Jesus did do. This is what he did do. He spoke to her heart. He looked within her. He revealed her sin. He spoke to her insecurities. He spoke to her shame. He spoke to the, the shame and the insecurity that dictated her actions. He changed her life. He removed her shame. He restored her dignity and forgave her of her sins. And then he gave her a future. So let's pick her up, put her back here. Let's pull out the river's edge. We're going to put that right there. Okay, so we're going to come back to whatever her name could be. We don't know what it is. So we're going to come back to her. We're going to, we're going to look at these, this. Let's go to the river's edge. We got the disciples. People are drawing to Jesus from everywhere. They want to be where Jesus is. This is what Jesus did do. This is what he did do. Uh, he spoke to the masses. See, they're baptizing people in the Jordan like crazy. They're baptizing people. Jesus drew them there. Uh, he showed them their, 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 their need to be baptized. He, he, he explained that to them. He anointed the waters to make that cleansing waters because waters without Jesus' anointing is not going to cleanse anybody. So he anointed the waters to cleanse them. So let's pull the water's edge of the disciples, put them back. Let's, let's get Luke chapter 10. Let's talk about Luke chapter 10. So Luke chapter 10, Jesus is sending out. If you notice, he's sending out. This is what he did do. He sent people out. He, uh, he sent 36 teams. He said, okay, I got 72 of you guys. And, you know, I'm from, I'm from a little town in Tennessee. You know, it, was, it took me about three days to figure out what, you know, half of that was. So there's 36 of you teams now. Now you guys got to go out. He formed, this is what he did do. He formed 36 teams. He called them into ministry. He taught them the culture of righteousness. Now, I'll give you an example of what this looks like. We have a second campus uh, because uh, our heart is, is that no one is really trying to move into the small communities and change lives. Uh, so we, we've moved already into one small community and we waited on another one because uh, 2020, I don't speak that word anymore, I don't like it. So 2020 and, and a few other things. And one of the reasons was the team that we knew that God would use was at a different church. Never spoke, they were with us for years. And we knew that they were unhappy and never said a word. I just, you know, we kept saying, when the, God's gonna lead them to us one day and when they do, that's, I think God's gonna tell us that's the team that will start that, that, that next town campus. You see, when they came, we couldn't, we couldn't do it because they had been the last eight years where we all were together before. They were the last eight years there so if we'd have taken them, they would have just taken that culture and transplanted it. Instead, they had to come to the culture of Christ Point Church, is what, the name of our church. So Jesus taught these guys the culture of righteousness. So you can't go out here and preach, guys, 36 teams, you can't go out here and preach your message. You've got to preach the culture of righteousness. It's not going to work otherwise. So this is what he did do. He taught them. He imparted wisdom to them. Here's some things you got to know when you go out. I mean, it's, it's very important and you've got to be wise 
because we're talking about serpents and, 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 and scorpions, which are, we're talking about uh, uh, demonic uh, presence in people, not the actual things, uh, creatures. So you're going to see these things, so you got to be wise. So he sent them out, he empowered them, and he used them to spread the gospel. He used them to move the message of Christ forward. So what Jesus did do was powerful, but what he didn't do was empowering. So let's look at what he didn't do. What he didn't do for the Samaritan woman, what he didn't do in, 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 uh, in, with the disciples, what he didn't do in, in Luke chapter 10. What he didn't do with the Samaritan woman, let's pull her back out, put her right here. This is what he didn't do. He didn't do her job for her. If you'll notice, he didn't do that. Now, Jesus could have done that. Why didn't Jesus go in the morning? Why didn't, he, why didn't he go in the evening? There was clearly more people there. But why did he go in the noon part of the day to speak to that woman? Oh, my gosh, that woman. Why did he go talk to that woman? See, this is what he didn't do. He didn't spread her gospel for her. See, we're called to spread, our, to spread Jesus' gospel we're not, we're not, he's not going to do it for us. It's our job to do. We're overcomers. Revelation chapter 12. We're overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The, the testimony is what God has done for us, not what we've done for God. So what God has done for us, this is how I preach my message. This is what is supposed to be spread. You come here to the well, young lady, I will change your world because I'm going to use you to spread the gospel. So he spread the gospel through her. He didn't spread, he didn't go do it for her, he did it through her. Notice what he didn't do. He didn't speak to the townspeople. Jesus didn't go speak to the townspeople. He spoke to her. He didn't, uh, uh, he, he, let, let me rephrase that. I just want to make sure I don't mess up what I've got because I like it better. He didn't speak to the townspeople. He spoke to the town's reject. Let's, let's always keep that in mind. She was rejected by the town, and he spoke to her. He didn't enroll her in seminary classes and tell her how wonderful her, her future in ministry would be in 10 years. And I mean, believe me, I'm all for it, but he didn't say how good you're going to be one of these days. He said, look, you've got a message to spread now, so go spread the message. He didn't disqualify her because she was a woman. Y'all live in the South just like I do. Yeah, I'm telling you, you know, we, we qualify because Christ qualifies women in ministry. And we, we do too. He didn't disqualify her because she was a woman. He didn't tell, he didn't tell the Samaritans how, how he could change their lives. He told her. See, he changed her life and she told her story of how he changed her life. He didn't lead people to the well she led people to the living waters. So he didn't have to do that. So that's what she did. What Jesus didn't do was disqualify an adulterous woman because of her past, because of, of who she was, because of her now. He didn't disqualify her. He empowered her now, and he rewrote her future. So he did that all at a meeting at a well with, he didn't even bring anything to draw water with. So that, that's not why he was there. Jesus was never there to get a drink of water. He was there to pour into her. 
or he would have taken something to get a drink. So let's put her back up. She's been pretty good. Let's pull out the disciples. We'll put them right here. Let's look at what Jesus didn't do. See, we're, if we're going to be the body of Christ, we've got to realize what Jesus does and what we do. What, what he does is important. It's, of, it's the most important thing in our lives. But what we do will marry what he does, and it will work. If we're going to be the body of Christ, it's, it, it's the only way it's going to work. So for the disciples, what he didn't do was become an equal with John the Baptist. So I'm going to, I'm going to do some explaining for you. Uh, what he didn't do was baptize with water. Now, if you notice, the word says in parentheses in John chapter uh, 4, verses 2, verse 2, he says, uh, uh, although Jesus didn't baptize, his disciples did. So it's in parentheses. So they were, they were kind of getting at him because he was baptizing more than John, but he wasn't actually baptizing. See, they were baptizing. So why didn't he baptize? He didn't do their job for them. He didn't become an equal with John the Baptist. And he didn't baptize with water because he will eventually uh, baptize with fire. He empowered his team to do what a man could do. So, see, what's baptized with water is purified. Now, it's purified, it's cleansed, but it remains now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have a washing machine at home. We're Tennesseans. I mean, uh, we, some of us have those things. Uh, we have a washing machine, <laughs> and I don't even have a home, guys. I'm just messing with you. I don't have a home. I live in a borrowed camper because I sold my house. <laughs> and, and there's like six people in here like, hey, I'm doing that too. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, seriously, we, we have a little garage we built. We put the washing machine out there. I have a washing machine. I put, I put, I'll probably at some point in time, or, or my wife will, she'll put some pretty white pants and a white jacket in there. And she'll wash those. It's not going to change. It's not going to change how they look. Not unless you put something in there, dye with a dye. It's not going to change how they look. It's going to cleanse them. See, what's baptized with water is purified and it's cleansed. But what's baptized with fire must be rebuilt from nothing. So Jesus is not going to take that position that a man can take. He's not going to do what a man. He's going to baptize with fire, and fire rebuilds. So I'll give you an example. I was the meanest kid in my community. I, I, I was a terror to our community. I was the one that still to this day, my sister-in-law said it the other day. She said, I knew him before he got saved, and he's the very one that I would have never thought would have ever been standing behind a pulpit preaching a sermon. She said, I knew him. I, 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 I kind of knew my sister-in-law before I knew my wife. That's how we met. So she, she, knows, she knows me longer than Tina does. And so it's like, you know, I, I, I remember him. There's no way anybody would have picked him. Well, there's no way anybody would have picked that woman at the well either. See, there's just no way. Nobody would have picked John the Baptist because of the way he looked and the way he always probably had nasty stuff in his beard. So, he didn't, you know, he probably didn't smell so good either. So, so uh, see, but what's baptized with fire like me, it's redone. I mean, there's not a lot of me. I don't look anything like I used to look. I don't act anything like I used to act. Now, there's a lot of what God wants to keep in you I still am wide open all the time, but God says, look, I'm going to leave the things I like, and I'm going to 
refine and burn up the things I don't like, and I'm going to rebuild them. So what's baptized with fire gets rebuilt from nothing. So that's the difference in the water and, and, and the fire. What Jesus didn't do is what man can do. So there's a picture right back there, Pastor Brandon, right there, baptizing somebody. We have him in our, in our hallway at church, pe- people being baptized. You know what? It's, it's literally what I can do. I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Lord. I'm going to baptize you into the church. I'm going to baptize you to be a part of the family of Christ. Jesus is not going to do what man can do. Man can baptize you with water, but Jesus is the only one that baptizes with fire. So, take these guys, put them back on the shelf. Let's pull out Luke chapter 10. So, Luke chapter 10. What Jesus didn't do with 36 teams. He has 36 teams of two each. Okay, what he didn't do was he didn't go with them. Now, you notice he didn't go with them. He empowered them, but he didn't go with them. It's easy to go on a missionary journey when you've got Jesus in his sandals going with you. It's like you get up to the door. It's just like, we would like to speak. Go ahead, Jesus. Man, I mean, that takes all the pressure off. I mean, I do that all day long. It's hard to go out when you have to be the voice of Christ. When I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. When, 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 when I have to speak, can I just tell you, I'll, I'll just tell you what God's done for me. Can I just preach the sermon of Jesus? See, notice what he didn't do. What he didn't do was go before them. He didn't go with them and he didn't go before them. What Jesus didn't do was preach himself. See, here's, here's the thing that I, 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 I need you to always remember. You can't talk about how good you are. I mean, let's just, I mean, let's just, nobody ever talks about how good of a golfer I am. It's because I'm not. <laughs> but no, it's never going to be said. But, uh, but I can't tell you how good I am, which I'm not. I don't even know why, where that one came from. But I can't tell you how good of a golfer I am, but somebody else can tell you. See, that's why it's so important. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug the church here. That's why it's so important when you're in that line at Walmart and someone's standing there beside you. Hey, how you doing? Believe me, I, I, live, I live in this world. Tina's like, he will talk to anybody. So I'm like, hey, how you doing? So where do you go to church? I mean, why? Why not try? Where do you go to church? You know, RLC, we'd love to see you at 915, not 930. We would love to see you at 915 and 11. I'd love to see you. You, you could be my personal guest. And, and I'll wait on you. I'll wait on you at the door. And I promise you, the breakfast is on me. And I'll sit beside you. You know what? I can't, I can't tell you. Jesus couldn't go to these people and tell them how wonderful he was. But somebody can go tell Jesus. Jesus is not going to preach his gospel. We need to preach his gospel. So what Jesus didn't do was preach himself. What Jesus didn't do was to, was to gather and stay. You notice he didn't get, see, I, I'm a church guy. I'm a pastor. Whew, real big time. I mean, we want to gather. We're good at gathering. But Jesus didn't gather and stay. He gathered and sent. That's the hard thing to do for us is to send. We, we've done it once already, and it's, it's, it's been hard. It's been hard. It, it, uh, 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 we, we we're still learning after uh, 2018. We're still learning. But 
it's hard to send because we're good at gathering. So Jesus didn't gather and stay. He gathered and sent. So what he didn't do was tell them how easy it was going to be. Now, this is the one I love. If you come to the Lord, hey, back to this lady at the Walmart. The Walmart. <laughs> I'm not 80, I promise. Let's go back to the woman at the Walmart. Say, hey, excuse me, where do you go to church? You know, if you'll come to Christ, it will be absolutely 100% easy. Everything will fall into place and you'll win the lottery next month. I mean, Jesus didn't do that. He didn't tell them how wonderful it was going to be. He didn't paint a picture of some, some, some untrue future for them. He, he, didn't, he didn't lead them to think that it was going to be a, a pie in the sky uh, type of, of ministry. He told them straight up, the harvest is great. Outside of these walls, oh, Lord, help us. This is the busiest road in America. I mean, if you want to go from that side to this side, you better get a cup of coffee. And I'll be like, pull my gun out. But I mean, there's a million people pass by here. There's a bunch of people. This is the busiest street in the entire nation, I think. You know what? They need the Lord. Every one of them need the Lord. You know what I think? I think they need to be serving the Lord at RLC is what I think. That's what I think. See, the harvest is great. This is what he told him. The harvest is great, but you're 36 teams. Now think about that. You're all, I mean, that's, that, that's all? That's all the Lord could come up with was 36 teams? And we are upset if we can't get three people to help us. Well, you're doing great. Do you realize how awesome three people are? Because Jesus can only pull 36 teams. 36 teams to reach the masses and they're going to reject most of you guys. That's what he's telling them. The harvest is great, but the laborers are 36 teams and that's all we have. You'll always be outnumbered in the physical, always, but you're never outnumbered in the empowerment, ever. See, what Jesus didn't do was to micromanage their assignment. Believe me, I, I have done every job in the church, every single job in the church, and some I didn't like so well, so see what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm ADHD. Something's sticking to me here. I don't know what it is, but back. Okay, so, so I've, done, I, I've done all these jobs. I, I enjoyed every one of them. I learned something from every one of them, but you know what? Not every time, we didn't have a team every time. We just did what we could. We tried to build teams. But what Jesus didn't do was micromanage their assignment. We, we, nobody wants to be micromanaged. If I'm going to be micromanaged, I'll just let you do it. So empower me to do it. Give me room to fail and I'll learn from it. So, so I'm going to challenge you as the body of Christ. Pick this place and, 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 and be empowered by the Lord, by the, by the leadership, and take ownership. Because if we're not going to be the body of Christ, we're not going to win anybody the Lord. So what Jesus did do was to trust the masses. I mean, to trust his first mass evangelism. Do you realize this was the first sending out of mass evangelism to 72 people? He trusted them. He trusted them. So this is what he didn't do. He didn't disqualify them because maybe they had some warts. 
Maybe they had, maybe they were a little bit emotional at times. We have some of those people. Maybe he didn't disqualify them because of their, their personalities. Well, I, you know, I love serving with, with Joe, but, but, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I never know if he's happy or if he's sad. He's just stoic all the time. So he didn't, God's not going to disqualify Joe because he has no emotional expression on his face. And Lord, the Lord didn't disqualify any of these people because they had attitudes. So that would disqualify me. He didn't, you notice what he did. He didn't disqualify people because they had tattoos or because they may have a rest record or because they've been married three times or, or, or because maybe, maybe uh, they, uh, they, they did some things that maybe uh, in, in business that they're ashamed of. He didn't disqualify them because they had holy genes. And the good thing is he didn't disqualify them today because they would have skinny genes. That's a good thing. So, or else we wouldn't have anybody to go to, 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 to uh, next level meetings with because every one of them wears skinny jeans. So anyway, let's look at, let's look at Luke chapter 10 and let's, let's land this plane. Verse one, this is what Jesus said. Go ahead, go ahead of me. You notice he didn't say, I'll go ahead of you. He said, go ahead of me. So go ahead of me. In other words, I'm, I'm empowering you. I, I've given you authority. So go ahead of me. Verse 2, pray earnestly. So don't, don't just go out of here and, and I'll pray whenever I feel like it. Pray earnestly. This is what, this is what uh, uh, was instructed to Joshua before he did anything in the book of Joshua. Meditate on this word and don't let it leave you. Put the word in you because you're about to have to do something that nobody's ever done. So I promise you, God's leading us to do something. Let's do it. So pray earnestly. Verse 3, go your way. Now, that's not a Stevie Nicks song because that's go your own way. That's, that, 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 that's a different one. He says, go your way. Don't seek to absorb someone else's anointing. Now, I had somebody in my life years ago. They said, they watched, I think his name's Kenneth Copeland. I can't remember who it is. Said they watched him, they studied him, they wore the same clothes that he wore, they preached in the same style that he preached, they, everything. And I'm thinking, why? Why do you want to be that guy? Well, God's called you to be you. Stop trying to be him. He's him. He's the only one that can be him. Stop trying to, uh, to absorb someone else's anointing and go your way. Go your way. In other words, there's only so many people you can reach that I can't reach. So in other words, you go out because, hey, I'm, I'm going to use John. John at my church. John at my church is, is uh, uh, probably one of the most impressive young men I've ever been around. But he's got pretty extensive history uh, with drug addiction and, and arrest records. And he's got probably 16 tattoos to prove every one of them. John will be the first one that meets you at the door. I promise you, the first one. John's going to reach people I can't reach. I don't know what it's like to be an addict. John does. He's good. He knows that exactly what the guy's going through. So we got another guy. We call him Bean. He's at, he's at uh, the Smithfield campus, has a leg off because of his addiction. 
So, you know, we're always kidding him about his leg. You know, it's like, hey, you know, <laughs> he'll give you a leg up. So uh, we're always messing with him about that. He says, I can, I can look at you in two, in two seconds and tell if you're high or not. I can tell you what that person's on. He works for uh, uh, one of the health services. He's the one that you call to get help now. To, that he sends people all over the country for rehabilitation. I can't do that. I can't reach who he can reach. I can't reach who John can reach. Go your way. Reach who you can reach because I can't reach those people. So I can't absorb someone else's anointing. What's it going to be like when I walk up to the young man who's got the tattoos and the drug addiction and I pull off the Christian ease? Glory to God, brother. The Lord has sent me to you today to speak to you about your salvation. He's going to roll his eyes and can't wait to get away from me. But you know what John and Bean can do? They can have this guy seriously in the palm of their hands in two minutes because they went their own way. Go your own way. Verse 4, don't get weighed down with your own stuff and don't lose focus. Don't get weighed down with your own stuff and don't lose focus. Verse 9, do the work of the Lord under the anointing of the Lord. Never make this about who we are. Let's make this about who Jesus has called us to be. We're never going to preach us. The only us we put in there is this is what God has done for me. Because when you get it backwards, didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we do that in your name? Depart from me. I never knew you. Because all you're telling me is what you did. That's what Jesus is saying. So verse 10 and 11. Don't focus on who you don't have. See, we did that one time. We were so grieved at who at who, who, who was leaving us, actually, and, and, and who didn't come with us and who, who, weren't, who wasn't there until one day God said, hey, what about the ones you have? What about the ones that you do have? We had a Christmas on, Christmas landed on, on, on a Sunday. It's been several years back. Christmas, I think it is coming up this year too. Christmas was on a Sunday. We, we combined, we had one service, one of the men my age come up to me. His son is the, the, the one that has the tattoos and the addict, used to be addicted. And he hugged me twice. And he told me, I love you. I, I just, I, I can't say how much I love you. And I went home and I cried. Because, Lord, I had focused on so-and-so who should be here. They should be with us. We, we, we carried them to church for six years before their parents ever went. They should be coming to church with us. And then I went home and, and God's like, but you don't see who I've given you. All oh, you're seeing is you're moving the goalpost. So we backed up. We said, look, we're going to love who we got. And we're going to work with who we have. So don't focus on who you don't have. Focus on who you do have. Notice, Jesus sent them out before him. In other words, who Christ is in you, in you speaks way louder than, than what you say. You could preach Jesus all day long. If you ain't living it, you might as well start backing up and let's redo this thing. People will listen to who you are before they listen, listen to what you say. What Jesus didn't do was call the lost to come to him. He equipped and called and reached the lost where they were. In other words, I don't expect all y'all to come to me, he said. I'm going to send out teams to where you are. And then you'll come to me. See, my question, about, my question is, how many of those 72, I'm just, just my question, how many of those 72 were transformed 
Samaritans from the well that day? How many of those townspeople are part of that 72? And it's all because of one woman's testimony. Would it be maybe, instead of 36 teams, would it be maybe 20 teams? See, the difference in 36 teams of two and 20 teams of one is maybe, maybe an adulterous woman alone at a well with an empty bucket and a heart full of shame. So, I'm going to challenge you to a thought. I'm going to challenge you to act like an adulterous woman with a water problem. Act like an adulterous woman with a water problem and spread the gospel now. So let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we, we all have a problem. We, 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 you've given us uh, the means to take care of the problem. I say it all the time, Lord. I'm going to say it here at RLC. We don't go to the, the hospital and then do surgery on ourselves in the parking lot because we're afraid to go in. We, we literally, we allow you to fix us. We allow you to take care of the problem. So Lord, there's people out here that they need, they need the problems fixed. They need, uh, they need their heart changed. They need their lives changed. So I'm asking you, Lord, help us to do that. Help us to be powerful in you. Lord, help us to be the body of Christ to this community. This community is only going to be changed by the churches, not by, not by government, not by anything else, but by the churches and the churches that are focused on you. So, Lord, let us be that. Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. And thank you, Pastor Steve. If you guys want to go ahead and stand with us, we're going to have a worship song. We like to call it kind of a, a time to respond or a time to worship or encounter God, think about Him. So, um, Pastor Steve's message is what, what Jesus did do and what He didn't do. So, Maybe in your life, you have not, you haven't even met with Jesus. You don't even know him as your savior. So what he did do for you was he died on the cross for your salvation. But what he doesn't do for you is make you accept that. So today, if that's part of what you wanna do as a worship response at the bottom of your connect card in your worship guide, there's just a kind of like a, a guide for a prayer of salvation. If you don't know what to say, it just kind of leads you. So if you want, during that time, if you want to do that, you can do that. Maybe you maybe you have things that you've thought about, man, Jesus did this for me, but he didn't do this for me. Like he hasn't made me do this. He hasn't, um, he gave you the authority, uh, the power and authority of the Holy Spirit in your life, but maybe you haven't used it yet. Maybe you don't know who you are. So take some time. You can come up front. You can think about how do I need to share the gospel like he was talking about? What are some ways that I can share who Christ is in my life? Um, if you just want to pray with somebody, there's people that will pray with you in the back. Um, there's some people that will pray with you in the front. Maybe you just want to sit at your seat and do that. But just take this moment to reflect on God and encounter him today.